Gray. And I am Hart. We are asexual Christians. Christian asexuals? How is that different than just being celibate? How do we exist between a mainstream and a face culture that both prioritize sexual relationships? Just in very different ways. This week, can asexuals experience crushes? Why do you think I chose the name Heart? (laughs) (laughs) I guess technically it would be called a squish if it's a platonic kind of crush. Okay, you you might have to... A romantic... You want to define your (laughs) question? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Get it. Um, what is an asexual crush? <laughs> I think we both have some experiences, and I have a feeling they're going to be really different. You yeah. want to start out? Um, yeah, can do. So, I was looking over different things that are crush or crush adjacent that I've experienced, and I realized that um, in my two actual uh, dating relationships neither of which was very long-term, I didn't experience um, anything like a crush or a squish, which is sometimes a term used for a sort of platonic crush, or just asexual crush, on either of my boyfriends. In both cases, they were nice people, and I wanted a boyfriend, because I thought, well, that's something that I should do or that would be really good to do um, to be in a relationship. And I enjoyed time with them, but this is, you know, less one of my squish experiences, which I'm happy to talk about later, and more me kind of realizing, oh, huh, whatever whatever a crush would be, um, It's not something I experienced going into either of those relationships. It was more, oh, this is a really nice person. And hey, maybe I might date this one, you know, (laughs) which, yeah, I'm still trying to figure a lot of this out, to be honest. But Heart, how about yourself? (laughs) Oh, welcome to the Bleeding Heart show. We do not have the time to go into this, but from... I was very disdainful of all things romance. And I think that was to kind of cover up the vulnerability that I felt being a very romantic person. So <laughs> I had I had a very, very strong crush on this guy for about 10 years. <laughs> and it was super awkward for me again trying to be like I guess to put it quite simply um Clint Eastwood in the Spaghetti Westerns was my hero and role model all through my teens (laughs) because I wanted to be like that I wanted to be cool and silent and stoic and single because there's no romantic interests in the and but inside I was just like and I went to a performance and saw this guy singing and immediately had a very very strong attraction to this guy and I ended up joining that performance group for a while and was just 
head over heels for this guy. But I never really got to know him because I didn't know how to talk to him like a normal person. And again, Clint Eastwood was my hero. So my idea of like trying to deal with the whole situation was to kind of stand with and try and look cool like Clint Eastwood, which is super attractive to guys, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I bet there's someone out there who, like, <laughs> is really into people projecting Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I don't think he was. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't think he know, knew I existed for quite a long time. Strange, like, it's a whole story. I eventually did get to know him better, ended up meeting up with him a couple times at random Disney parks. It's a long story. And um, I was pretty into him for a while. And it, it was very much a, I feel so strongly about this person, but I don't you know, I have no idea. I'm not sure I actually want a relationship with them. I just kind of want some kind of epic dungeons and dragons type adventure to happen to me with him there. So he could see how cool I am and we could like fight dragons together. And then maybe one of us could die because I I couldn't see any future where both of us lived and had romantic feelings for each other <laughs> because I, that, that was beyond my imagination. <laughs> so, um, weirdly enough, <laughs> uh, it ended because he, he had been very interested in the same field of work that I was interested in, uh, which was, uh, the film industry. He was a, a very fun guy, actually what little I did actually know about him. Um, but he, he actually did not uh, do so well in Hollywood. And he told me um, that he was going to go into home improvement. And it was really weird because he told me that and I was not into him anymore. And I'm not even sure why. <laughs> you were attracted to the uh, career aspiration. <laughs> I guess so. That is one experience I have had of basically love but it's not love at first sight but a very strong like at first sight that never really grew into anything other than a casual friendship there's something that a friend of mine once said sometimes girls aren't attracted to the guy because of the guy they want to be the guy like there's something about this guy that you admire because you want to be that and I'm pretty sure that's what I had he is very ambitious he liked a lot of the same things I did and had a lot of confidence in those things for a while. And I think that could have been part of it too. It's, he, he, was, he was good looking and I wanted to be like him. It's really interesting that you say that about, oh, they wanted to, they wanted to be this person. Because I think one that I have just recently reflected on, and this is kind of my first time really talking about it outside of mentioning it to heart in the context of trying to think through, you know, squishes for the episode. When I was in high school, I had a mentor figure who I had what I would consider a very strong squish on because there was no like, 
I've heard the phrase like no Romo. Um, <laughs> but, and kind of what you were describing where it's like, oh, I want to go on epic Dungeons and Dragons style adventures with this person. And more so than what I would say I have with some very good, healthy friendships I have now. Now, the thing that makes this a little bit different from my dating relationships and also from any other squishes I've had is that this mentor figure was another woman who was a bit older than me. And at the time, I don't think I actually, I was very careful not to let on to her or to people around that, like, I really wanted to be around this person because I'm like, oh no, this is, again, we're in the church, we're in purity culture, um, me especially. So I'm like, oh no, that's, that's very bad and wrong. And again, it wasn't, how would I put this? It wasn't a physical attraction. So there wasn't that. It was more just me going like, is there even a context for having like, man, I really, really, really want to be friends with this person um, and go on like epic adventures and have them think I'm cool. But hearing what you were talking about as far as like, this was a very confident person. Um, he shared a lot of your aspirations. That was the same case for me with this mentor figure of she was extremely confident she was very social where i was very introverted she was funny she was serious about her faith but also about like looking out for people around her and it was just very much the sort of adult that i wanted to be and at this point i was probably a freshman or sophomore in high school which is about 15 for anyone who doesn't have to deal with the uh, american education system side of things so looking back, I haven't experienced anything like that towards any women since then. And I think that that's a big part of where it's coming from is, oh my gosh, this is, this is kind of what I want to be when I grow up is this kind of person. All righty, Hart. Sorry to keep doing this to you, but... Um... <laughs> The boulevard of little broken hearts. <laughs> oh, that is okay. I have a quick question for you before hmm. you go into it. And that's, I mentioned that any squishes I've had have been pretty intense and pretty short lived, like just a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm, I'm good. That sounds, that sounds terrible, but I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm back to, whew, I'm back. All right. Did you experience something more like that or like grief? I'm not sure how to answer that question. I mean, we all, the, the last guy I talked about, I was interested. It would kind of ease and get more intense throughout the 10 years, but literally I was into him for 10 years hmm. to varying degrees. I could probably count on fingers and toes the, or maybe just fingers, the people. And, and I'm, I'm attracted to men. Uh, exclusively <laughs> so, the the guys that I'm I have been attracted to and that's probably because it's like a very very long term thing um, I this next situation I thought to bring up is very unusual because I think it's the pretty much the only time I was actually I, I, I'm not sure I really don't know, but I think I might have been sexually attracted to this guy. And I don't know. Um, there was this guy I worked with, and I physically felt weird around him. 
like I would feel weak in the knees. I would feel kind of dizzy. I would feel it. I would just feel really weird. And it was like, do I like him or what is this? And it was very troubling to me because he was not an admirable person. He had a Mm. terrible attitude. He was not kind. Um, For some reason, once he gave me and a coworker a ride home and he and this coworker bonded over the fact that they, they had bullied kids in high school and he claimed to may have made someone gay. Not how that works, by the way, everybody. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but oh, that, so just kind of a gross person. Yeah. And so it was, it really freaked me out because it's like, I, I do not like this person, but why do I feel this around him? Mm-hmm. And the only explanation I can come up with is like possibly a sexual attraction, but it was not pleasant. Like I have... I have always been told that sexual attraction is like a pleasant thing that people seek out. <laughs> and I, when you mentioned you wanted to do this topic, I've been actually thinking about it. I am very romantic, but I don't even think I enjoy having romantic feelings hmm. because that whole time I was, you know, those whole 10 years I was into that guy. And then um, I'll talk about another one later uh like I filled up notebooks of what is this affliction I would call it in my crush the affliction and if only this was like the flu and I could just get it and get over it and move on with my life why is this thing always hanging on me with this intensity and like I didn't even really like it because I felt like when I'm when I'm around someone I have a crush on, I feel stupid. I don't feel like myself. It's not pleasant. Hmm. Wow. So anyway, enough doom and gloom for a moment. No. Back to you. <laughs> I okay. This is um this and like the audience has probably already picked up on at this point. I don't know where I land on the romantic spectrum, or I'll be completely honest. If romance is at all something I really experience, like I love seeing it in films and stuff. I don't usually catch it if someone's flirting with me or if like other people around me are interested in each other or interested in me. And I think one theme for me is that anything I would call a squish or a crush falls into two categories. One, this person's amazing and I really badly want to be their friend. And be a lot like them. And two is, this is the thing to do, I guess. Which is, like, not something I like very much. But I would say that of the crushes that I had in high school and just finishing high school, they were very much in that category. And these are ones that I say crushes because, oh gosh, this wasn't so much feelings. Well... Okay, let me start at the beginning. I was talking to, like, actually, I was talking to this lady that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be just like her when I grow up one day. And she asked, hey, is there anyone you have a crush on? And I said, well, no, I don't think so. And she's like, oh, you should have a crush on this one guy. He's really great. And I'm like, um, I have no idea who that is. And she's like, oh, well, he's really great. And she starts talking him up. 
So then I see this guy and I'm like, oh, actually, he is really great. He's honestly, I'm just going to say the same list. Like this is the kind of person I want to be. Um, <laughs> he's nice. He's funny. He's athletic. He's serious about his faith and about helping out the people around him. And I'm like, oh, that is actually really cool. Well, I guess I have a crush on him now. And I kind of just decided. So I had a crush on him for years. But when I say I had a crush on him for years, it's coming from a place not of this is something that goes up and down and is an intense emotion I'm grappling with. It was more, yeah, well, I've decided I have a crush on this guy. So we'll see how this goes because I definitely have one. That's what's right and good and what you're supposed to do. And it's just, oh gosh. And then I met another guy who started showing interest in me. And at this point, I had been like, you know, kind of quietly crushing on someone else for years, but again, in my own way. So when someone else showed interest in me, I was thinking, well, you know, I mean, the objective was, okay, I'm going to need to provide some quick background on some of the church stuff and say, I know that some people will look at asexuals who grew up in purity culture in the church and say, no, you've just been kind of messed up by that. I just want to say that, like, you are still valid if you identify as an asexual and you're coming from a background of trauma or you're coming from a background of purity culture teaching. Other people don't get to decide that for you. And I am sorry if you've had to deal with that. But yeah, part of it is this kind of idea that if you are assigned female at birth, then your role is pretty much the raising and teaching of children. And so looking at marriage isn't just looking at like, is this someone I want to do life with for the rest of my life? It's, is this, you know, my future employer, my future source of financial stability? Um, that's how I saw it at that point at any rate of like, oh, hey, I don't really know a lot about how this whole adulting thing works. I should find someone else who knows slightly more and maybe That'll improve my odds, which sounds incredibly cynical. And I want to say that that's not how I processed it at the time. I tried to be open and honest with the guys I dated, with the people I crushed on. But I really didn't know what was going on. And I kind of assumed that my experience was universal. And that this was how everyone kind of approached these things. And that kind of brought us back into the doom and gloom category. Sorry about that, Hart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those those two guys, this other one, I basically, he started showing interest in me. And for a couple of months there, I was convinced that like I was head over heels for him. And then, of course, it faded. And one thing that um, makes my experience a little bit different than yours is uh, it doesn't matter how aesthetically appealing the person looks or like how I feel around them or anything, that stuff shuts down if I see them being a jerk. Like in this case, this guy who I thought, you know, okay, I have, he's interested, therefore I'm interested. I got like a bad vibe off of him once and I shut that down because it was kind of like something that I had more control over than I think I realized as far as 
something I was basically choosing to act like it was what I was experiencing. Ugh. So I'll, I'll figure all of this out, maybe, definitely, someday. Yeah, I want to hear at least one more from you, and then I've got one about the one time I think I may have actually experienced attraction that wasn't just, I'm very drawn to this person for Dungeons & Dragons. Well, I guess that's where I'm going next. Um, I met this one guy at a bus stop, and I saw him... And I thought, I want to be friends with him, but not romantic, like, no, not like romantically. I just, I want to be friends with this person. And it was really weird because just of how we got on the bus, it was very crowded. We ended up being squished next to each other and started talking and became good friends. Um, I had been working in not my home state at that time. When I returned to my home state, we kept in touch and I, I, I had this feeling that maybe he liked me. I'm like, but, you know, he's just a friend. This is fine. Fast forward oh, maybe three years. And I realized, oh, this guy is my best friend. I'm madly in love with him. I would sleep with him. And that was uh, an interesting realization. Now, the, the interesting thing about this whole relationship thing was that it was mostly online because we were not in the same state. And I think that was interesting for me because, you know, there is no touchy stuff going on. There is no, there's a huge distance. And that I, I have often wondered if I actually, if we actually had a relationship with the real people or if we had constructed some kind of relationship with a person we thought we knew. Hmm. And um, that was never going to work because he was not a Christian. And that, that caused me a great deal of pain. He was actually the one who kind of sort of ended it all. It's not like we ever officially dated or anything. It was just kind of some weird flopping around I guess, of what is this? I like you as a friend. I don't know. And, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose the friendship because I really valued his friendship. And I, I had always been afraid that if it turned into something more, it wouldn't work out and I would just lose it. And that is what happened, uh, which is quite sad. Thinking about it, especially with this ace lens, I do think because it was online, I I could feel more comfortable or something. And I, I don't know what it would have been like if we had continued to meet in person. I I know he is he's an aloe person. <laughs> very, very much so, in that um sex was very, very fun for him. So um, that would have been a huge hurdle. I will say I, although it took me a really, really long time to get over that, I am glad nothing really happened because at the beginning, I had this vague idea of he's not a Christian, so things wouldn't work. But I didn't really understand why. And after things had cooled a lot, 
he was in a car accident and I guess that made him think about some things and he messaged me and we talked a little bit and it became very, very clear to me that where my life was going and where his was going was not the same place and it would have been extremely difficult for us. So I am thankful nothing came of that. You know, it's interesting because this last one, I hadn't thought about it, but my relationship with this guy was mostly, towards the end of it, was mostly online. And now I'm kind of like, huh, how much of that attraction, like, I don't know. Basically, basically how much quicker would it have not been there (laughs) if there'd been a physical person in front of me? It's an experience, you know? It's not something that I woke up one day and chose, oh, actually, I don't really want to feel a bunch of warm fuzzies around people. I had a crush in... or a squish. It's honestly hard to say, for me at least, on a guy in middle school. We were at the same middle school together. We'd known each other for a couple years before that. And I figured that um, he was definitely interested because we threw dead flies at each other once and that's how people flirt, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I kind of moved on pretty shortly after that. And it's maybe not even fair to include him. It's just that I feel like the one of the only times that I would have experienced physical attraction was when I saw him after we got back in touch and were texting for a little while. And he was just really encouraging and sweet. He's a good guy. And then we met up for coffee. And I think that might be the only time I felt physically attracted to someone. But this was someone who, like, I had known for 16 years and had gotten more close with in texts at that point. But yeah, it even then... Um, I was kind of in the spot you described of we're going different directions in life. I mean, in this case, we had the same faith, but we were just heading different directions. And that seems like a theme. I don't know how much of this is identifying as asexual and how much of it is um, just priorities or maybe having a different set of priorities than some of my peers because of how I do and don't experience attraction. Like, I'm in no way saying that this is what other people go through, but I think that it is good. And I think there's good in it to be recognized, especially in a culture that kind of goes, no, you you must have a romantic partner. But I kind of wonder how much freer we are sometimes, Hart. I look at some of these past situations, and I know at least two, maybe three different times that I could have ended up, like, in a long long-term potentially like marital relationship with someone if I hadn't said you know what actually this other thing is more important to me finishing my degree or going to this country or learning this language is more important to me than expending a ton of resources and energy trying to make the relationship happen but at the same time I mean I hate the movie La La Land. I love seeing a good romance work out. Yeah, and I also don't, even as I say this, I don't regret any of those times or any of those decisions. I think that was the right call, both for me and for these people. Mm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think the majority of them are now like, you know, they they wanted a marital relationship. I think they're now in one. And I wish them well. 
And I think that's something that kind of occurred to me um, rereading Pride and Prejudice, because like I said, I do love a good fictional romance. But in it, at one point, Elizabeth Bennet is talking about her feelings towards Wickham, who is a horrible human being. Spoilers for a very old book. And she learns that he's engaged to someone else. And her response is pretty much, oh, okay, good for him. And then she kind of stops and goes, oh, I couldn't have loved him very much, I guess. Since Mm. that's kind of how I feel about it. And when I think of any of these people in happy, healthy, loving relationships, that's what I think and feel is, okay, good for them. With the exception of one who turned out to be kind of a creep, and I really hope hasn't gotten married because no one deserves that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's, I mean, by and large, I'm like, all right, awesome. Good for you. I'm not, I'm not going, alas, that, that could have been me or if only at all. I'm grateful for how things turned out. So I have one more. Uh, This one's really embarrassing and it is the most recent, which is probably why it's so embarrassing. But there was this guy who ended up living in my apartment building, like right next to me. And in my apartment building, like, we had a shared kitchen stuff. So, like, everyone in the apartment, there wasn't a lot of people. But those who were there, we all come into contact with each other a lot. This is embarrassing. But I think I kind of do a a weird check-in every time I'm around a single man around my age, maybe, of, like, am I into this guy? So I was showing this guy around. And I kind of did this thing of, like, Am I into him? And I was like, no, he's boring. And then he started showing a lot of attention to me. And I think I'm kind of dense. Uh, So, like, I think it got really obvious if I I even started to notice. And then I thought, wow, this guy is really interested in me. And then I started to like him back. Looking at it now... I I actually think I was, I started to like him because he had shown interest in me. And very, very few people have ever shown interest in me. Or if more have, I'm really dense and it takes a lot for me to get that, the idea. So I basically just went all in and I, I had been praying of like, okay, God, I'm very happy single, but I'm willing to like, give something a chance if it comes up and there's this guy and he's really interested in me basically is this a sign and then I was starting to get into him and that happens so rarely for me because it really does and there have been other instances where a guy did show interest in me and I was like ha um no I'm not giving you my phone number because I'm moving to a different country soon I feel like this is a, a demi thing, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really spoken to a lot of other demis, but because it happens so rarely, I feel like when attraction does happen to me, I put a lot of importance on it. And think- are you sorry? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about when someone experiences attraction towards you and you reciprocate? Yes, because there is a term for that. Um. Okay. Let me hunt it down real quick. I'll go on with my story then. We'll find this term. So then I was having some feelings because I still have that 
sex repulsion thing and the idea of having a relationship and having to deal with that was kind of freaking me out because even though I didn't know him very well obviously that was like one of the first things on my mind and then I found out that he wasn't necessarily just showing me special attention he was doing that with several other girls as well uh, including my best friend which was super awkward I want to believe he did not create this mess intentionally. I'm still kind of angry at him. And I'm angry at myself because I kind of feel like this was an embarrassing situation that could have been completely avoided if I had realized he was kind of a jerk early on. And there were a lot of warning signs that I kind of ignored because I started to like him. So once it kind of all blew up that now he was basically flirting with every female he could get a hold of, the attraction still kind of lingered for a little bit and until the anger eclipsed it. Um, But I, I bring up that story of you had mentioned that when someone showed interest in you, then you're like, oh, now I have a crush. This is what you do. Oh, I, I don't know if that's a demi thing, if that's a asexual thing, if that's a human thing, but that was an experience I had in that, you know, I had, again, I had pages and pages in my, my journals begging God to take away my sense of romantic attraction because it just is uncomfortable for me and it had caused a lot of heartbreak. And after this guy, it was like, that was the last straw. And I have not felt anything since, and I'm actually really happy about that. There's a great sense of relief that now I can just be asexual and just, and maybe even aromantic, I don't even know, and I just don't have to worry about these uncomfortable feelings. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I found the term, it's reciprocal or reciprocal, and it's the Mm -hmm. idea of not experiencing that attraction, attraction until someone demonstrates it towards you. I think what's interesting, Hart, is that you definitely lean as far as our conversation goes, just taking it from this one. And, you know, our lives are exper- are made up of many more experiences than we can describe in one time-limited interaction. But I feel like you definitely lean more romantic and would rather not. Yes. And I definitely lean more arrow- but I want to be in a relationship. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, I just find that I don't, I don't know what that says about us or about our expectations for ourselves or our own lives. I don't like it when people kind of say, oh, well, this character is asexual. And it's like, oh, okay, well, it's another alien or great. It's an android. Um, so I recognize that that is a harmful stereotype, even as I say this example which is that our interaction reminds me of a conversation in an episode of Star Trek Next Gen <laughs> where Data meets Spock for the first time. <laughs> and Spock is talking about emotion and how he's really trying to do what he can to school himself out of experiencing uh, emotion. And Data's response is, oh, it's really fascinating that what you're trying to what you're trying to avoid or prevent in yourself is what I'm trying to discover or cultivate. And again, 
the stereotype is harmful. I'm just a massive geek and love both of these characters. Sometimes the exaggeration helps us see things slightly more clearly. So I can appreciate that of like, I don't necessarily identify with Spock, but in that instance, (laughs) that makes sense. And that like in that particular conversation, yes, I am Spock and you are Data. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no so this i i think this was enlightening and i actually really enjoyed this conversation and hearing how you know and for anyone who's listening out there you can be asexual and have very strong romantic leanings um ones that are kind of gray or that flux or that like we try and keep in mind this this exists on like a spectrum and not really a left to right one either more of like a little triangle illustration. Um, <laughs> that's that's a very popular one to kind of demonstrate that it's not zero to ten on a scale. If you're picturing a triangle that's sort of like a gradient, you may land anywhere in that spot. Okay, my that's so ace for today is actually going to be a recommendation, and I do not know that it was intended to be ace. I'm going to have to look up the author, but I really want to recommend the book Vespertine by Margaret Rogerson. I've read a few of her other books, and the other two she's written uh, definitely leaned into romance, but Vespertine actually feels pretty arrow to me and asexual, and I just was pleasantly delighted through this entire book. I kind of kept waiting because a character was introduced who was the opposite sex and slightly older than our lead. And I was like, oh no, here we go. And then nothing happened. Nothing of a romantic or sexual nature occurred. I have no idea which way a sequel would go, but I was really refreshed and just really enjoyed it. It is a bizarre book set in a sort of medieval fantasy Europe situation, but not high fantasy, more like this lady's a saint, but also kind of not. Just give it a read. I would recommend. And thank you, dear listeners. We hope that your crush stories are less sad. (laughs) (laughs) May you only have the squishes you want. A one, two, three, four. We're aces in places, invading your your spaces. We're glad you stayed with us today. Please know your love.